0: Welcome back. It is the afternoon show. Jack Fritz and Elliot Shore Parks live from Chiggies and Pete's in South Philly. Buy one, get one free. Snow crab legs every Tuesday and Wednesday for a limited time. Find a location near you online. Chiggiesandpete's.com for details. Uh, Elliot, yes. the Eagles just made it officially official, but uh, they have released safety Kevin Byard. What a run. I mean, what a run for Kevin.
3: He was excited to hear how he feels about Philly's fans. Well, he's from
0: here. So Philly fans. He's yeah. from here. He
3: is from here. That's true. Um, he, he
0: lost from here status probably Cardinals game. Did have a good game against the Chiefs. <laughs> did. <laughs> well, yeah, so I, so I believe I'm right on this because when Shield joined us, when they traded for him, he said that, that through that season so far, he had not touched a football yep, besides right. one time, and it was a fumble recovery. I think the Chiefs game was the, only, the second time. That yeah, was and it. Then, I don't know if he did the
3: rest of the year. I mean, <laughs>
0: I think that, I think that's it. Um, and he led a mutiny against uh, <laughs> Sean Desai.
3: <laughs> so Bayard, Bayard uh, clearly didn't work out. And if you look at Howie's resume, oh. I do I do think one one you know bad spot of it is he has not been good at trade deadline acquisitions. Besides the um, Ajayi. Ajayi worked out, but Robert Quinn didn't work out. This didn't work out. Jannard Avery didn't work out. Did Golden
0: Tate work out? Golden
3: Tate debated. Well, I know he caught the pass in the in the playoff game or the touchdown, but let's be honest. They expected more from him than what For they sure. got. So, yeah, he's had trouble acquiring talent at the deadline. Um, you know, Bayard, I don't think he falls directly in the category of, you know, if he could have been better in a better defense. I do think it, it matters that, like, the defense was a disaster from a coaching perspective. Maybe next year he could have been better. But moving on from him, the important thing for the Eagles is it opens up a ton of cap space. So they had around 30 million dollars in cap space before they released him. After releasing him, they now have around 44 million dollars in cap space. So and there'll be more to come. So they're going to have enough cap space to do pretty much whatever they want. And I think a good portion of that money that they cut that they uh, acquired by cutting Bayard is going to go to a safety. I think they're going to go out and spend big money on a safety.
0: Now, speaking of safeties, our own Howard Eskin last night with Tom Kelly had this to say about the Eagles and what they might be planning at the safety position.
2: I think they will sign at least one safety. And don't be surprised, and I'll tell you this, Tom, don't be surprised that Gardner-Johnson doesn't come back to the Eagles.
1: Really? really? Yes. Th- CJ GJ, you think there's a chance he comes back here?
2: Yes. Yes, I'm just... Kind of telling you right now. Okay. I mean, I told you about Merrifield, right? He so did not tell us about Merrifield. Don't be surprised that because they need, they need not. a couple of safe
0: <laughs> So there's Howardaskin, um, the king. Yeah, I know. He is trying to take credit for the Merrifield thing.
3: He doesn't get credit. No. He, well, what did he say? He said he, he's
0: a the name they could sign. It's like well, it wasn't like a report like that.
3: So I will say, if they signed Chauncey Gardner Johnson, of course this, he gets credit. This counts more. This this is legit. Merrifield
0: was just a, a throw it out there kind of thing.
3: So the Chauncey Gardner Johnson thing would be interesting because last year when he was a free agent, I got the sense that the negotiations with the Eagles and his agent didn't go so well. They were tense. Uh, yeah, they were tense. Uh, Did he blame the fans? I don't. I don't want to say the bridges were burned, <laughs> but uh, it felt like it was. It was a negative uh, negotiation. So. Chauncey didn't have a great year. I mean, he only played two games. He was dealing with an injury. I'd be curious to see what he would cost. I don't think he would be big money. Like, well,
0: the fact that he just got a one-year deal yeah. off of the year that he had here yeah. would suggest he's probably not getting huge money.
3: Now, they did miss him more than I thought they would. When they let Chauncey left, uh, when they let him leave last year, I thought that he was a pretty replaceable player. Um, clearly, that was not the case. They, they missed him. But Chauncey would be a good acquisition. I don't think he's a type of acquisition where you could sit and go, okay, they're way better at safety. He's injured quite a bit. He's, he's not missed, a good tackler. He 19, gets out of position. He's missed 19 games in the last three yeah. years. Yeah, so he misses quite a bit of time. I think if they were to bring Chauncey back, he he makes the, the team better. And certainly if he's healthy, I think he's someone you want out of the field. But he would not be an acquisition along the lines of you know a Winfield Jr., a Jeremy Chin, uh, the the. Safety from the Giants, whose name's escaping me right now. Xavier McKinney. Xavier McKinney. Yeah. I, like, like, those would be big time acquisitions where you would feel different about the defense. I don't think um, Chauncey would really check that box. My
0: guy is. Uh, I want Kyle Duggar, the uh, the, yeah. the, the Patriots guy. He, he seems like Malcolm. Like they can bring him into the box. Yeah. Um, and you know, you, like one of the things when they got Vic Fangio, that a lot of people were saying is that he, they, he likes having a playmaking safety. I mean, Chauncey was that,
3: you know? Well, yeah, I mean, Chauncey's good at blitzing. Uh, he's good at making plays on the football when he's around Got a little
0: it. edge to him. Yeah, he's a
3: hard hitter, and he misses a lot of tackles. But, <laughs> he but, sure does. But he is a hard hitter. Um, I think the the positive about the safety market right now, if you're moving on from Bayard and acquiring that $14 million in cap spaces, there are a lot of guys who check what the Eagles are looking for. 25, 26 years old, productive player so far, Pro Bowl resume. Again, Winfield Jr., someone a playmaking safety, great at blitzing, creates turnovers. He would make a ton of sense in the Vic Fangio defense. I think they need to add like two safeties. I think Reed Blankenship had a solid year. I don't think Reed was good enough where you can say he is penned in as a starter and he's going to start no matter what. I think that they they have to go and add quite a bit at that position. Now,
0: how much does, how much does a, a possible extension of Dickerson and Devontae affect the cap?
3: Well, it actually likely affects it in a positive way. I mean, the way the Eagles do their deals is, and I don't have the cap spaces for Landon and Devontae right in front of me, but let's say they're around $5, million, $5 $6 million, and they give Devontae $20 million a year just to use an, an easy term, an easy number. How they how they essentially do it is they'll give him, let's say, a seven-year deal. Two of those are dummy years, and you stretch the hit out. So like Hassan Reddick, a better example, has a $21 million cap hit. If they trade him or restructure him, you're opening cap space up there. So that $44 million that they have right now, that number is going to go up before they make any moves in terms of re-signing Devontae, giving an extension to Landon, uh, i say an extension to Devontae as well. So. I don't think an extension of them really impacts the cap that much this year. It would impact it in future years.
0: And it feels like... Did you get the sense out of the combine they want to get both of those done this year?
3: Yeah, and I think you have to get Landon. You have to get Landon. So Landon's on a four-year deal. He's finishing his third year. So in theory, at the end of next year, he would hit the free agency market. And the tough thing about franchising him is with the offensive line, I believe guards count as tackles in how they do this. So you would essentially be franchising him as a tackle number, which they'll never do. Devontae, I think they will get done. They don't want him to leave. He's a homegrown guy, great locker room guy, phenomenal player. But you do have the fifth-year option on him, and in theory you could franchise him, which is a, a little more doable when he is that kind of caliber at receiver. So I think they'll get both done, but Landon's probably a slightly more pressing just because of the way his contract is. I'm
0: such a Devontae guy.
3: Yeah, I think Devontae is everything you want in a in a player.
0: Well, and an eagle.
3: Yeah, I agree.
0: Like, like, I don't think he would go on a podcast uh, saying the fans or ripping the fans. Now, it
3: doesn't mean he wouldn't feel that way, but yes. Yeah, but
0: like, what I appreciated the most about Devontae down the stretch run, because I, I felt like a, down the stretch run, I feel like I, I heard a lot of like, yeah, we got to get it fixed. We got to get it fixed and we'll be all right. We'll be all right. And I feel like he was the only one that kind of kept it real while also
3: not. Devonte is, I think, has in some ways like the perfect personality you want for a for an NFL player, but especially an Eagle. I think he's very he's great with dealing with pressure. Um, he's great with the media. He doesn't say a lot, but when he does, I think his his words are very purposeful. Um, and I think he's he's a great leader.
0: Well, and and like I mean, the the thing that sticks out is when he was they said, uh, "Hey, congrats on a thousand yards, whatever," yeah. and he's like, "I don't care. We're not playing well." Yeah, I just. I like Devontae Smith a lot, and I, I think he's a, a great, great representative of, of the Eagles.
3: I mean, he's one of Howie's best draft picks of all time. Yeah, I mean, he's top-ten receiver. I'd hope, <laughs> hope you able to I'm get I'm just it. saying. I mean, people miss in the top ten all the time. But it was – and, it, you know, people forget. I remember doing the draft show before that draft, and – I'm not saying, a lot of people didn't want Devontae. I, I but was definitely,
0: was, I was definitely more anti than yeah. Bro. He
3: was viewed as, and look, he is. He's an extremely skinny guy. Like he, he's just extremely it's just, skinny. It's never, it's never hurt him. It's never hurt him. Now having him block on screen plays, not the best. Maybe not the best use of his. What about, his what about
0: making him a tight end on one of the uh, the goal line Well, That's situations. just called crea-
3: creativity. Yeah, yeah. That's just Nick's yeah, offense. It's just Nick cooking. <laughs> Nick's cooking, yeah, per yeah, usual. Yeah.
0: Um, but I'm excited, and it seems like the Eagles are trending towards you know being the first team really to. Give receivers, two receivers, $25-plus plus million a year.
3: And, yeah, I don't think they'll be the last team. They won't. Yeah, if you look around the league, the best teams, and this goes back to the debate about the Eagle talent on offense versus production, like all the best offenses, really besides the Ravens, have elite receivers. I guess the Chiefs as well, have elite receivers. The Dolphins do, the Bengals do, the Bills do, the Eagles do. Niners. Um, The Niners have great receivers. I'm not a huge Debo guy, but... He's, well,
0: IU's it, very good.
3: So. Ayuk's very good, and they have George Kittle. So I, I think you know, just because no one's ever done it, doesn't mean that that's where the league is trending. It isn't trending.
0: I would rather the Eagles do that than do what the Bengals are doing, which is franchise-tagging T. Higgins. Like,
3: I've I've come around on the franchise tag a little bit. I don't think it's the best use of resources. But if you get T. Higgins for one year, now the tough thing is you can't play with the cap number, which makes it exactly. difficult. Exactly,
0: like you're taking on thirty right. million dollars no it, matter what.
3: By the way, if we want to talk about how the Eagles looked at the combine. The Giants have got to be the dumbest front office I have ever covered in my time covering the team. They franchised Saquon last year, and they might do it again this year. Franchising a running back is one of the dumbest things you can do as a team. But to do it on a team that has no real chance of winning the Super Bowl, barely is going to be a playoff team. It's just, look, the Eagles messed things up a lot. The last year was a disaster towards the end. But man, the Giants are just, they are comically bad.
0: And I saw a report today that the worst kept secret in in a sport right now is they want to go up and get a quarterback,
3: which is is a smart move by that Sure, unless it's you know Drake May or you're not you're not a Drake, not May, a Drake guy. May guy. I no. keep want to call
0: him Mayo. Well, <laughs> Drake Mayo. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it sounds, I mean, it sounds like a freaking yeah, uh, a real a real company.
3: All right, so here's my my quarterback rankings. for those, those interested.
0: I, I am becoming. By the way, I was a huge Caleb Williams guy, and I still think I think Caleb Williams is awesome. I think. I think he's going to be awesome. I don't know he's going to be awesome. Would you take him
3: over Jalen? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) I'm just saying. Harpy. So I'll go Caleb Williams, J.J. McCarthy, uh, Jaden Daniels. um, Michael Penix. Michael Penix, Bo Nix. And then Drake May. Drake May. Even though Bo Nix
0: is like 25.
3: Yeah. It's not a long-term play. Okay. (laughs) Why are you
0: so anti-Drake May? He throws a beautiful football. 83 yards and a dime.
3: I just don't like what I've seen when I watch the highlights. Yeah, he's a little lizard vibes. Yeah. North Carolina quarterback.
1: Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Who was the... Yeah, I'm Kereski.
0: good. I'm good, yeah. <laughs> Chuck's in the
3: on
2: What's happening, Chuck? Hey, Jack. What's up, Jack? Yo, Elliot. What's going on? What up,
3: Chuck? Good to hear from you, man.
2: Yeah, it's always a pleasure, man. Hey, listen. Oh, man. Oh, God forbid we too tough. Ooh. Oh, Slade. man. Yeah. Oh, man. I'm surprised so, you don't Slade. agree with me on this. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Slay. We're sorry. He had an idiot that called in here early. No, let me not call the guy his name because he disagreed with me, but the guy, Garrett. I mean, you know, he called in. He ripped me because I did, I'm i tired of Joel Embiid getting hurt. I mean, listen, here's the fact of the matter Slay. I thought
0: it was Spike, know, I think.
2: I no, it was, it, was,
0: it was Derek. Yeah. Derek and Bailey.
2: I told you, the guy's days are, are 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 behind him. His better days are behind him. We need to let him go anyway. I've been saying that all week. And Number two is, God forbid he didn't play with Ike and them back in the day. And, and Hugh, those guys, they lost three or four NFC championship games in a row. You can you imagine how they felt, how they got ripped? You know, if social media was out then, you matter how Allen Iverson would have got ripped, if social media was out then. Mm-hmm. And all know, those guys imagine. love
0: Philadelphia, Chuck.
2: They love Philly, man. So I don't want to hear that garbage. And that dude, Derek, that called up from Pioli earlier and ripped me because I said something about him being injured. Like, yeah, yeah, listen, let me tell you something, man. Your best ability is your availability, and that's the old slate saying, but it's the truth, man. You know, rather than Boston, him losing in the bubble and getting swept. You know, rather than the next year against Toronto and, and so, calling out sick. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you could have took command of yeah. the league in that series. You know, rather than uh, you know uh, losing to an inferior team in the second round. And the Atlanta uh, Hawks, you know, uh, you know, and, and then last year against Boston, come back here. This team's ready. This city's ready to erupt, Jack. Erupt. You know what I mean? And you know what happened? No, they, 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 they pooped the bed. You know what yep. I mean? And and it's just, it's just sad, man. He's to the point where he's walking up the court and gave up in the playoffs. Uh, and now he's hurt again. And we got to sit here and we got it and we got to wait till next year again. So you 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 don't tell Jack. You told Jack. You know, you can't tell Ellie how to feel. Well you can't tell me how to feel about Joel and b I'm sick of it, okay. Well Chuck, Chuck, real quick. 40 where 40 Chuck 40 just,
3: You're you're just, perfectly
0: fine to tell you how you
3: feel. Real quick, where I where I agree with I agree with you overall on this. Where I do agree with Derek is like it's not like Joel wants to be hurt. That that's true. But you but but but, but where you were right is It is fair to, to, when you're talking about analyzing Joel as his ability to lead the team to a title, to bring up the fact that come playoff time, he has consistently not been 100%, and that has drastically impacted their chance of winning a title.
2: Elliot, that's all I'm saying. So for him to say, oh, Joel don't want to be hurt, nobody wants to be hurt. I'm not saying he does want to be hurt. Nobody's pushing injury on anybody. But the fact of the matter is, he is hurt every year. And every year he goes to play, even even when he is playing, his numbers drop drastically from the regular season. It's the mentality for me. It's not the fact that he just get hurt. It's the mentality for me. Do he really want to win a championship here? Does he really want to be a championship player? Or does he want to be remembered for how many MVPs he has? His stats, How many scoring titles he won? Because some people, you know, are like that. So I'm just asking, you know, and, and I have every right to. And yeah. Mike, my, and, my, and, and the guy I can't stand, you already know who he is. Joel, Joel Embiid? <laughs> yes, Joel Embiid. I can't <laughs> okay. stand him as a player. Not sure it's going to be a winning
0: answer, but appreciate you, buddy.
3: <laughs> I do like how the whole call was was backing up his, his choice for the winner.
0: Yeah, no, it's good. Yeah. Uh, Once you know, more evidence. You think Joel Embiid likes being a Sixer? Yes. I agree. Yeah,
3: do you think I think he, Joel do, likes being a Do him. you
0: think that he gets it more than Darius Slay?
3: Um, so I think Joel definitely gets criticized more than Darius Slay. I think that being booed at an Eagles game is way different than being booed at a Sixers game. Why? Well, there's 60,000 fans, and I just think Eagles, like, but again, let's but just be honest. But it's
0: singular. Like, it's singular in a basketball game. I'll it's look, I'm singular in, in an NFL game. It's, Wait. it's
3: team. It's team related. Well, you're saying who gets it worse, Darius or yeah. – I'm sorry, Slay or Today uh, he's Darius. Today he's Darius. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Joel gets criticized by more people. I think that when Darius Slay gets criticized, it is more intense just because he's an Eagle. But –
0: and my counter is: Where is it intense? Is it intense on social media?
3: I, I just don't get how you can ask where it's intense. Like like we work at WIP. We're at the Eagles games. We know that being the pressure, the pressure of being an Eagle is unlike anything else out there.
0: There's pressure. There's also a, pr- a lot of pressure being an NBA superstar, that has come, but, that, it, but, that, it, but whose it's, team it's, has come out small in the last couple of years?
3: But it's not the same as being an Eagles player. It's just and, not. But dude, it, well let me uh, the, the Eagles. Get,
0: get, who, hold, on, who, hold on, hold on, go hold on. Go go on ahead, go the ahead. Eagles get booed. The Eagles get booed. Does Darius Slay get booed? I don't remember a time
3: when a singular player has really got You, you booed. are right that in football it is harder to to boo a singular player than it is in basketball. You, you are correct about that. But I think that the environments that Darius Lay plays in are more intense and negative than the ones Joel. Sixers fans, and look, clap your hands like <laughs> right? But Go Sixers. Yeah. But Sixers fans just stop like they just stop paying attention and caring. Eagles fans show up mad. Like I just think that's the difference. Like if jo- don't, if Joel the I don't e- think that's was If Joel was the Eagles quarterback, his life would be way worse than it is as the, the top guy on the Sixers with the same track record of, you know, making the playoffs, getting hurt. Well, like it's Donovan. That. It's, 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 well, but Donovan
0: a- had way more success than Joel. Sure, but he also came up small.
3: Yeah, he advanced further, but yes. Essentially, he yeah. came up
0: small. Yeah. Um, I just think that, like, I don't – do you really think that Eagles fans walk into games angry? I don't think that at all.
3: Uh, well, there certainly have been times. I think overall they show up ready to root for the team. But, yeah. you know, at the end of – well, I guess they weren't here in 2020. But at the end of Andy's, you know, time, I remember Fire the stadium Andy. being, being yeah. very, very tense. I just, like, are you really pushing back on the idea that Eagles fans aren't super intense? And
0: well, I think, But I think, they're, I think they're intense. It's just when they boo, I don't think he's, they're singling out Darius Slay.
3: But Darius – but he still feels that. Sure. Yeah. But, but like, You're right, Joel has a bigger spotlight on him. Yes. For sure. But, but, the, but, but Embiid also handles but, it better. But Sixers, I don't know if that's completely true, but Sixers' Sixers anger is like a 6 out of 10 compared to Eagles' at 10 out of 10. Sure. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. That While Embiid certainly gets, I mean, honestly, Embiid probably gets criticized, I would guess what he feels more nationally than locally.
0: And that's why I think that he feels the pressure to play.
3: Yeah, I think, like, Joel, if I had to guess, probably is well more aware of the criticism on, like, uh, you know, NBA Today than he is of, of local criticism, whereas I think Darius Slay, it's much more local. Corey's in Columbus. What's happening, Corey? My guys, what's up? What up, Corey? How you doing, man? I feel like we haven't talked in a while. Good to hear from you.
4: Hey, man. You too, my brother Jack. What's up?
0: What's up, Corey? How's it going, brother?
4: Hey, man. Like, I feel like y'all both right. Like, the, the power of the Eagles fans is just crazy. Like, like, y'all, like, earlier today, when Kevin Byer got released, y'all know what was trending on Twitter? T.J. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. we as Eagle fans, all, all the posts, hey man, we gotta get T.J. DJ back here, you know, everybody go apologize. It's just because like us as a fan base is so passionate. Now the thing with Slay, I think I think the problem with Slate and where Jack is coming from is like it's not it's not just yesterday's clip. Like Slay is annoying for his season and like yesterday was just like icing on the cake. Like it's just like, you know what, I'm tired of this dude, I'ma attack you more. Like Slay, I agree. Like if wasn't... James
3: Bradbury said it, it wouldn't hit as hard. Right. I agree right. Or that like, that. or yeah.
4: even, or even like if, let's say for example, um, even if Kevin Byer would have said it, like even though he wasn't that great this year, I don't think he would have had the same victory. It's just like it's always play. Like when, when the Cowboys, oh. It's, it's uh the dude from Michigan State. I can't yeah, say well, well, and, it, and
0: it's always like it's always like, Oh, this guy who might be a rival of ours, oh what a player. Like I don't even yeah. hear that.
4: And, 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 and something else with Slay, too, is like this this is my issue with Slay. Like Slay, you came from the Detroit Lions. You played Louiserville, USA. State. Well, and an you intense in Mississippi base, State. It's like he's all like he's always been the best player on a bad team. So when you come to a place where winning is expected and it, and you're not a big fish in a small pond, expectations comes on the team. Like, we're not just calling out Slay. We call out everybody. Bradbury, the worst corner on the team, and he gets smoked. But the problem with Bradbury is Bradbury's not out there running his mouth, blaming other people why he's playing bad. So he don't get the smoke that Slay gets because you always got something to say.
3: Well, and I think Slay being active and aware of social media, too, probably doesn't help. Like, like with the A.J. Brown thing, right? When AJ called in, one thing I took from that was he has this feeling that he's perceived as a diva and all these things. And I'm not and I'm not saying that there isn't a portion of the fan base or media that views him that way. But I thought what was interesting about when he called in, it, it he sounded to me like somebody who has read a lot on social media, but in reality, AJ is loved by this fan base. Right. Like it is a small portion of fans that, that are mad at AJ. And I think with, with Darius Slay, it's probably a larger portion, but I think he sees a lot and, and on, that's the on reason
4: Twitter. Why, and he wants, he and, wants and to be quick, worked up by it. That, yeah. That's the reason why our quarterback needs to get more respect. Cause we've been people, I ain't gonna say we people been killing this dude since he's been drafted and he show up and he put on a show every single week. Put some respect on Jalen name. That's yeah. so, what professionals do, Corey. So, professionals
0: that's what right. professionals do. That's in, right. the, in the line of fire, they're still, you know, they're exactly. still keeping calm, not ripping exactly. the fans.
4: Exactly. be number one. And my athlete. This is tough cuz I had two people in mind so I'm going to change mine up. One person that really got on my nerves when he got here and I never wanted us to sign him was DeMarco Murray.
3: Ooh, it's a good one.
4: Yeah, Murray might a, be
3: the might be the winner. Murray's a big so answer. Appreciate it, yeah. Corey. Underrated <laughs> moment is when Malcolm took a chair out Dude, to practice the and best. put it. Yeah. I love. Social Malcolm. media was big then obviously, but imagine like now. Do you think he likes being an Eagle, DeMarco Murray? <laughs> no. I don't, <laughs> I don't think DeMarco Murray. Also a good example of while Cowboys fans are passionate. There's just they're soft. There's just nothing like Philadelphia. There just isn't. Like, I'm at all these league events. I see the media. The Eagles' media contingency is way bigger. I'm at a, I've been at every opposing stadium in the NFL. There's just there's nothing like Philadelphia.
0: Speaking of DeMarco Murray, uh, and speaking of you thinking that they are going to invest heavily in, in, in defensive, yes. if you could choose spending big money on a linebacker or a running back, who would you rather choose? I mean, there's big-name there's big running backs out there, but they want to go Saquon. Whether you want to go Austin Eckler, whether you want to go my guy Josh Jacobs, uh, Derek Henry, there's some big linebackers, Van Ginkle.
3: Uh, I just, I he's can't, more of an edge. Yeah, I can't yes.
0: take the. Van he, game I, I, so
3: I, I shouldn't say for sure, but I believe he is far more of an edge player than like a, a, a stand-up, like outside ma- linebacker. Yeah, like he's like a Saan Reddick type. I could be wrong, but I believe he's more of an Saan Reddick outside linebacker than a Patrick Queen. Patrick Devin Queen is, White. A, is an actual linebacker.
0: Devin yeah. White. Like, would you? Ra- which would you rather invest in?
3: So you're gonna. This is gonna surprise you because I feel like you think I'm someone that doesn't really change his mind often. Never. I've never seen you change. And I do value offense more than defense. But I'm not going to lie. After watching the playoffs, I'm in on getting, like, a linebacker that impacts the game.
0: Yeah. I, I, I am of the mindset of I would, I'd rather get a running back. Just kind of, I want one of those guys. Right. Yeah, it'd be fun. And I'm trying to think of, like, what McCaffrey made to the, the Niners. Now, McCaffrey— Eckler would
3: be the closest. He's not as good between the tackles, but from well, just Well, Saquon's
0: just a, the, the, the big
3: one. I think Saquon might be cooked.
0: I don't think he's cooked. I think he's just hurt all the time. Um, well,
3: I mean— this- Part of being cooked, but no, yeah. that's a difference.
0: Um, now the, the, the spot track expected salary for Patrick Queen is like four years, 94 million. Mm-hmm. I'd be shocked. If, I would not be shocked if they get 90 plus million for a linebacker.
3: I think they've never gonna, done it. I, I think they're gonna pay. Wow. I think I think they're gonna All go right. out there and pay. Right. Now, you're right, four years, 90 million. That's I'm gonna do five. 90. Yeah, I mean, that sounds extreme. It was 18 million a year. That'd be five then. Okay, so five ninety. Yeah. Well. Yeah, four. that'd be that'd be like yeah, not a math. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, not a math guy, not a calendar origin guy. Yeah, exactly. Um, that'd no. Be, I, that here but me. I do think they will they will pay a linebacker. 215592 9494
0: is how you get in. A it's what a question this hour sponsored by Mark's Jewelers. Looking for wedding bands or bridal party gifts? Shop Mark's Jewelers extensive collection for the perfect gift online at jewelerscom We are live at Chickies and Peets. Nothing goes better with Philly basketball and hockey than Chickies and Peets. Signature menu items pre-game, in-game or post-game. Chickies and Pete's on the other side, a top five at five with Buzz Wilson. Plus, your last chance to get in on a Philly athlete you couldn't stand for a chance to win the jelly roll tickets and your reaction to the Darius Slay comments. Get in now. It's the afternoon show, Sports Radio 94 WIP.
1: We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 4 hours with audio every day.